0: Shalom, and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. So often meditation is done seated, and we talk about our connection with the chair and the seat that we're sitting on, and our connection to earth with our feet being firmly grounded, but we can create a similar kind of a connection while standing. And our species was meant to stand much more than it's meant to sit. Some of you know that I'm very committed to that and try to have as many meetings as possible while I'm walking on a treadmill. Um, Our society and our culture have emerged that we're a seated species. But from an evolutionary perspective, we're a standing species and a moving species. And a lot of our groundedness and sense of being centered can come while standing and should come while standing. And standing shouldn't only be a means of getting from one place to another, but another way of being fully and kind of originally human. So if you notice, I haven't even given you the instruction to do so yet, but I'm already beginning to weave back and forth. It's a very Jewish way of standing, to shuckle. I find it actually physically hard to stand ramrod still move into a gentle back and forth. And I ask if you want to close your eyes. Just allow a very gentle undulating movement as you shift your weight from your right leg to your left leg and back and forth. Try to do it intentionally so that when you're to the edge of one movement You feel the other side pulling rather than pushing, if that makes sense. Don't just boomerang back from the edge, but feel the left side pulling you left as you hit the right. Feel your right knee, your right hip, just drawing you back so that you're being led by yourself as you're being led. Notice, while this movement keeps going, but moves a little bit into the background, a little bit into the unconscious, notice where else your body is, what you're feeling in it, if you haven't yet straightened out your spine, you can drop your chin a little bit, not all the way to the chest, but you don't have to be looking absolutely straight ahead. You can almost think. Because it's like a 45-degree angle or a 30-degree angle downward. Allow your arms to hang. If they start to sway with you, they can, or they can just hang, and feeling that it takes no effort to keep them up. The opposite, in fact, that your fingers feel drawn down to the ground, as if a heavy weight were attached to each of the 10 fingers pulling you not uncomfortably, but just in a lovely way down to the ground. As always, as with any meditative place, move to your breathing. Even when I don't give that instruction, that should be the background of the meditation. And sometimes we bring it to the foreground We're breathing not just to oxygenate our lungs automatically, but to breathe in life. To recapitulate that first moment from Breshi where God breathed air into the nostrils of humanity. Every breath in is a breathing in of God's spirit. Every breath in is a divine reawakening. Every breath in is a reminder that we are a species that discerns the universe, but we are of of the universe. And so we breathe in the plant world's out-breath as we continue to be part of this grand cycle. And you can do this next part with your eyes open or closed. I'm going to keep my eyes closed for now, but if you want the visual, you can do it with your eyes open. Let you lift your right arm. Bring it to the bone of your right hip. Kind of form it into the shape as if you're holding a, a ball, a supple ball, but a formed ball. That's just slightly than the size of your hand, so you can't enclose it completely in your hand but it's also not so big that it's hard to grasp. If you can go with me in this, I want you to imagine the wall It's both at the same time heavy and light. It's heavy in that it clearly has some substance. There's something to it. Has mass and has weight. See if in your mind's eye you can actually feel it in your hand. Feel it weighing down in your hand so that it takes more effort to hold it than just holding your hand up. At the same time, I want you to imagine that that ball is ethereal and airy, wispy. It's somehow has mass, but it's not made of matter. It's something beyond matter. And you're holding it at your right hip. If we use the Tibetan Buddhist approach to things, we'd call it our chi, our life force, which is both integral to us, but something we can extricate conceptually from our body. Obviously, we're not taking our life force out of our body or we would not be alive, but we're harnessing the entirety of our chi, of our life force, into this ball. And I want you to imagine that you're holding, caressing, grasping your chi. And if it works better to think of Jewish spiritual nomenclature, Think of it as your neshama, Your soul, which is obviously totally integrated to who you are, you can't actually extract it. You can engage in some magical thinking. Some Harry Potter thinking where Dumbledore could put his memories into a pensive. See if you can imagine yourself holding your neshama, same word, nishma, that life force that God breathed into the first Adam, God breathed into you the moment you were born. See so if you can animate it. Imagine it as a sphere in your hand. You are you, yourself animated by your nishama, by your chi. And you're also holding and caressing your life force or your chi or your neshama. And if at all possible, I want you to do the following two things. First, I want you to gently bring your swaying to a stop, if you've been swaying. And if your eyes have been closed, I invite you to open them. I want you to gently look down now to see your hand. Your hand might look strange to you right now because you have given it something enormous to do. It might look like a very familiar hand and big and new and awkward at the same time. might notice the shape of your fingers in ways that you haven't before. It's sitting there on your hip, holding your chi, And for the next few minutes of quiet, I want you to ask you to do something that just let yourself do it and don't ask yourself if it makes sense to do it. Just lean into this and breathe into this and do it. And that is to slowly move your chi, your life force, your neshama, from the right side of your hip, your belly. Tibetans refer to it as the shang in the center of all of your being until it gets to the left side, to that hip bone, and then back and forth and back. You holding you, moving your neshama slow, deliberate. It should take a good amount of time to bring it to that side and back. And we'll let this happen in a beautiful, heavy quiet of the next few minutes. If you want to, moving it, watching the video, you can sort of gently move it in almost like a wave. It's not just moving over, but it's being coaxed over. You, animated by your neshama, moving your nishama. Whichever half movement you're on, when you get to the end of that movement, your hand gets to your left or your right hip, watch yourself, relax your fingers. Release your chi, your life force, your nishama back into the universe and back into you. Close your eyes for one more delightful quiet second. When you're ready, you can open your eyes and conclude with a final blessing which I'll put onto the screen. And we say this three times. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth-Om, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Beth-Om Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.